SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, everybody was wondering where the dinner plans were tonight after the game. Um, it was pretty clear. Like we have a very competitive, gnarly group, and we're getting our asses kicked. And it's two two straight games. Uh, we were not playing to the level that we wanted to play. And I would say virtually every single person in that huddle was uh, pretty animated about uh, you know our our disappointment and how we were playing. Uh, it's crazy, <laughs> but you know it's passion. Um, you know we we're in a situation where we have a lot of you know competitive guys, and you know one being our biggest competitor is our head coach, and you know Jimmy and, and, and UD, and, you know tough competitive guys, and you know it's it's good to sometimes get some you know anger and frustration out and just talk about it. You know we're we're going to have situations that you know make people uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, you know as long as we're comfortable and we figure it out, it's all that really matters, and you know as long as we're still together. And we are. This is Opposite Picks on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Here is Scott Wetzel. And welcome to a Thursday edition of Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, Opposite Picks. Picks.com, hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, on with the games. Birthday boy comes through. New York Bears says, let's play ball. The building of a dynasty and the tearing down of one. NBA conspiracy and Miami Heat, as you just heard. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks coming up all right, uh, right up uh, until noon Eastern time. Yeah, you heard there from uh, Eric Spolstra, Kyle Lowry of the Miami Heat, who had a near mutant last night. What a disgrace. This is why you can't take the Heat seriously. You really can't. I know they have the best record in the Eastern Conference, but that's because no one cares. Believe you me, if the Milwaukee Bucks cared, they'd have a better record. If the Brooklyn Nets really cared, they'd have a better record. If, if the championship was having the best record, the Miami Heat would not have the best record in the Eastern Conference. But it, it's a, it's an afterthought. It's, it's dessert after the main meal. The main meal is winning an NBA championship. And all these teams have veteran players that they just don't care whether they have home court advantage or not. They just they feel confident they can win on the road, so they're not going to kill themselves. Um, and and uh, they, you know, if they win, great. It's kind of like an NFL owner. The goal is to win. The goal is to be successful. But ultimately, the goal is to put fannies in the seats. And if a Super Bowl happens to come along the way, great. But are we going to go out of our way to win a Super Bowl? No. And when you see teams do go out of their way to win a Super Bowl, whether it was the Rams this past year, Kansas City a couple years ago, or New England making moves late to win championships, or Tampa Bay, they win. Yeah, really, it's as clear-cut as that. You don't accidentally win a Super Bowl, and you don't accidentally win a 
an NBA championship. You have to be prepared mentally, physically, and all this other mumbo-jumbo that the players want to tell you and the owners tell you. So they try and win. You know, they, they'd be successful. They obviously get to the postseason, but they're not going to kill themselves to get the number one seed or even the number two seed in these uh, respective conferences. So last night, the, the Miami Heat was, was completing the daily double of all daily doubles. They're coming off a game in which they lost to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, who were playing without Embiid and Harden. But the game was in Philadelphia, so maybe you just write it off as, okay, no big deal. It was in Philly, and, you know, the Phillies were, were, were home. Last night, they're at home. They're playing a Golden State Warriors team that not only didn't have Steph Curry, not only didn't have Clay Thompson, they also didn't have Draymond Green. I mean, they're three arguably best slash most important players, and they still kick Miami's ass. So back-to-back losses for the Heat against the wounded Golden State Warriors, who, oh, by the way, were playing their third game in four nights, who, oh, by the way, just lost the game to Orlando and the Philadelphia 76ers, who were playing without their two best guys. So that's the Miami Heat right now. They're three and four. They still have the best record in the Eastern Conference, but they nearly came to blows. This is why Jimmy Butler, he's not a superstar player. He's a nice player, but if he's the face of your franchise, I, you're not going to win on a big time level. You're, you're just not. I know they got to the finals two years ago, uh, lost to the Lakers, and gave them a good game, but that, that was different. That was the COVID stuff, and no one really cared about winning uh, games. They wanted to go home. So we're, we're going to throw that out the window. They're more than likely going to lose, you know, in the first, maybe even second round. But I wouldn't even be surprised to see them lose in the first round. I really would, depending on who wins those playing game situations. So, yeah, you had a guy that's coming to blows with a player slash assistant coach, whatever Udonis Haslam is. Then Eric Spolstring gets all frustrated. He throws his clipboard down. He gets in the face, or at least tries to, of, uh, of Butler. Butler, and to his credit, he's just kind of like holding his hands out, saying, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. You know, he, he's kind of calm, cool, collective. And uh, one of the clips I heard, you had Adonis, you know, challenging uh, Butler to a fight, saying he was going to kick his ass. And then you had Spolster, you heard him saying, what do you want me to do, fight you? You want me to fight you? You know, he said that repeatedly. So I don't know what Butler was saying, but <laughs> it, it was funny. It, it really was. So they end up losing the game. It cost us our... Uh, by the way, your open parlay. Thank you very much, Miami Heat. And uh, and there you go. We'll see what happens uh, after that. But we did come through with our birthday boy, <clears throat> Kyrie Irving. Even though the Nets lost to Memphis somehow or another without John Morant, uh, Irving pumps in 43. Uh, that was our best play of the night. I, I like this birthday stuff. I know it sounds goofy, but these guys get up big time. We got to find more birthdays. Uh, I got more bills to pay. Opposite picks just getting underway. Phone calls, conspiracies, and everything else coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sometimes the NBA uh, doesn't make any sense. Um, but, you know, one thing I've learned is that, you know, these are greatest players on earth and there's 30 teams and uh, the bad teams have great players. The good teams have great players. Everybody's human. Um, you go through ups and downs and it's the full 82. And that's why it's so important to uh, just keep pushing ahead and not um, succumb to the noise and, and to the... Um, the roller coaster nature of it all. You just got to keep keep pushing forward, and that's what our guys did tonight. 
844-843-6879 is our toll-free telephone number. I'll grab some calls here in a little bit. That was Steve Kerr of Golden State. Little pop quiz. We have, we like doing pop quizzes from time to time. <clears throat> what do the following all have in common? Memphis's John Morant, Golden State Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, uh, Dallas's Luka Doncic, Knicks Julius Randle, uh, OKC Shea Alexander, Sacramento Devonta Sabonis, and the Lakers LeBron James. What do those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players all have in common? If you said they didn't play last night, then you're right. They didn't. None of those guys played. Uh, if you said they didn't play last night, but all those teams covered the spread, you'd also be right. I mean, and outside of the Lakers, they all won. How, how, how does that make any sense? Memphis, which the whole world thinks is a one-man band, didn't have that one man, John Morant, and yet they beat uh, a, a pretty good team in the Brooklyn Nets, right? And, and actually now the Grizz are 15-2 and two without Morant in the lineup. Explain that one to me, Lucy. Golden State. All right, you play without Steph, I get it. And you play without the Draymond, I get it. They played without the big three. And they still went into Miami, playing their third game in four nights, and won. Luka, to a lesser extent, because Dallas was playing Houston. But still, Dallas ends up winning by 30. They cover the monster spread. Knicks go on the road after really having their season blown up the night before, losing to Atlanta, play without Julius Randle, and they beat Charlotte, which is fighting for a playoff spot. OKC, which for some particular reason, I'm not sure why, was a home underdog to uh, Orlando, wins outright without their best player. Sacramento without Sabonis, on the road. Kings suck anyway, right? Went to Indiana last night, beat the Pacers. Not that the Pacers are great, but it is what it is. And then even last night with the Lakers, and we all know, you know, it's a one-man band there with L.A. with A.D. being out, and they get to cover the spread against Philadelphia. I swear, I'm, I'm telling you, um, it wouldn't be that, that difficult. It would just take time, and who's got time? Um, I, I'd like to go and see what the records are of these NBA teams as a collective group without their best players. Go down each team. You know, Denver with the Joker, Philadelphia with Embiid, and then now Harden. And find out what their record is straight up and against the spread when these dudes don't play. And I swear it's a winning record. I bet it is. And I don't think that's by accident. What do you mean, Scott? They're fixing games? Well, fix is such a nasty word. Uh, they're orchestrating things. They're, they're, there's a collective group that says, all right, we'll let you win if you let us win. And why would they do that? Well, if Memphis lost last night and Golden State lost last night and Sacramento and Dallas and the Knicks and, and OKC, if they all lost, you know, especially the good teams, well, their fan bases would be all pissed off. Philadelphia, two nights yard, Monday night, uh, you know, winning um, against Miami, no less. You know, all these teams are all battling for playoff spots or important playoff positions that the fan, not the player, uh, but the fan lives and dies with every single day. You know, first thing we do, grab the newspaper, check out the standings, who won, who lost. You know, we, we live and die with this stuff every day. The players don't. Well, if they lost all these games that these star players weren't playing, there would be such an outcry from the fan base. Like, what are you doing? Come on. You know, we're trying to get to a playoff spot, and you're sitting? For what? You're not hurt? 25 years old? You can't play back-to-back -back games, right? But if they win those games, 
You know, is the Philadelphia 76er fan crying because a healthy Embiid and a healthy Harden didn't play Monday night? No, they won the game. All right. Is, uh, you know, Memphis fans crying because John Morant, even though it was a nationally televised game with the four-letter network there, crying uh, because uh, they lost uh, last night? Big game? No, they won the game. And what are you going to cry about? Uh, you know, so it's, it's, I think there's really a secret powwow. We'll let you win sometimes when your star players don't play, and you let us win. This way we get to sit and the fans can't complain. I really believe that. I really do. How else can you explain it? How, you know, the best players in the world aren't playing, and these teams are seemingly doing better without their better players. Amazing. So uh, it, it's a great betting system, which is what we're all about here. I mean, I really, it's, you know, most times you go to these sites to see who's playing because you want to go against those teams. I'm I'm going to those sites now to see who's not playing. All right, Luca's not playing. Bet on Dallas. Oh, Joker's not playing for Denver. Let's bet Denver. I mean, it is the classic opposite pick. It really is. It's what the show's all about. It is the absolute quintessential opposite pick system theory. The whole bit. The whole world betting on Brooklyn last night against Memphis, right? I mean, how can't you? You get Kyrie back. You get Durant back. You, you're missing John Morant on the other side. I mean, who, what moron would be betting on Memphis, right? Eh, Memphis wins. And Golden State's dead. Got no staff, no Draymond, no Clay. They're playing their third road game four nights. They just lost to Stake in Orlando. I mean, why in the world would you ever bet on them? How could you bet on them? How could you tell your local Louis de Lip, give me, uh, give me Golden State against Miami? They went out right. How could you lay double digits with Dallas? Clearly, without their best player in Luka, albeit against the, the, the Rockets. And they win by 30 points or whatever it was. Amazing. Speaking of winning by 30, Portland did it again last night. Man, I tell you, I've seen bad teams in the NBA. I, I, I remember the Phil, those bad Philadelphia 76er teams. I do. I don't remember a stretch of games. Let's put it this way. Maybe I've seen worse teams, but I can't remember a stretch of games from an NBA team like we're getting for this Portland Jailblazer team. They have now lost seven of their last 10 losses by not double digits, not just 20 points, but by 30 points. I don't I don't think I've ever seen that. You know how hard it is to lose a game by 30 points? I mean, the whole everybody can score in the NBA. And they did it again last night at home to a god-awful San Antonio Spurs team. And it was over from the get-go. 45-27 after one. You know, FanDuel, I've mentioned this before, so I'm hoping you're taking advantage of this stuff. They offer adjusted lines. I think other sites do as well. I, I got to get an MGM uh, uh, account. So you can lay, like last night's line was seven. Uh, Portland or uh, San Antonio was favored by seven. So you can lay 10, and instead of getting even money, you get like plus 120. You can lay like 15, and, and then you get plus like 180, and then you can lay 20, and then you get like, you know, 20, uh, 12 to 1. And obviously, up, 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 up. So last night's highest was 22 and a half, and you got plus 5 to 1. And lo and behold, San Antonio wins by 37. I, I'm telling you, um, I, I would bet them put a couple shekels on laying 30 to 1 or laying uh, 30 points every game against Portland. Every game. 
I mean, they're playing with a bunch of nobodies. This is not the you know Damien uh, Damien Stoudemire and, and Damien Lillard rather or Stoudemire for that matter. They're, they're not playing. They're, they're all hurt. They're all sitting. Poor Chauncey Billups has to be saying, "What the fudge did I get myself into?" So, uh, and the game went under. Oh, you talk about a bad beat. You know, we used to have bad beats in the morning, and we, we do it here as well. We haven't really had that many like bad, bad, bad beats. Last night, the over. It was 131, 132, depending on where and when you did your shopping. They needed 36 points in the fourth quarter. 36. They got 34. Unbelievable. Game went under. <laughs> Unstinking believable. All right, phone calls coming up next. 844-843-6879. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Network. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, when I made the decision along with my president, uh, Vince Price, last spring, you know, I told him I'd like to coach one more year. And if that was okay with him, and but I wanted to announce it uh, in the spring or early summer because I didn't want to recruit in an unethical manner where you're you're telling a kid that he might play for you, then you're going to pull the plug. So uh, he agreed to that, and then they went through a selection process, and John was a great, great decision on their part. And uh, then I've just tried to jump in and do this season like I do any other season without thinking about it's going to be my last one or I, I... Uh, no with the throwing gifts after you left and right you no why would you think this is going to be your last season when every place you go they're throwing prizes and gifts and then everything else at you what a dope <laughs> coach k yeah oh yeah the integrity of coach k yeah you you want to go call up some recruits that he tried recruiting they'll tell you otherwise he's as dirty as everybody else is no more so but as dirty as everybody else yeah he was worried about the integrity of himself yeah okay you couldn't just tell these parents and kids, listen, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm 105 years old here. The end is clearly in the horizon, so it, it could happen. You know, if you're here for four years, and God bless you if you are, because if you are, you suck as a basketball player, because if you're any good, you're leaving after one year, maybe two, to go to the NBA. But if you are here after four, then listen, me leaving or staying should be no concern to yours. Go get your degree. But I could be going. You know, th- that's what he could say. He doesn't have to, like, announce to the world so he's get, you know, gifts and, and everything else from all these teams. What a, what a goofball. Man, I hope they lose. I really I, I'm putting a Wetzel Black Cloud on them. I'm betting Duke tonight. I really am. You know, I, my, my profession has really gone soft. I don't know if it's soft or stupid. Uh, you know, we, we didn't really get too much into the Dolphin trade. Uh, you know, an hour goes by fast. We had so much on our plate to do. But let me let me just throw this out. You, CBS Sportsline, this, this mope John Breach wrote an article today. Um, I, I don't know who he is, but you know, the Jets were trying to get after uh, Tyreek Hill along with the Dolphins, and he has supposedly what the Jets were willing to offer. Who knows if it's true or not, but that's beside the point. He said the Jets' offer was two second round picks this upcoming season and a third round pick next year. And he's trying to tell me that that offer is as good as the Dolphins' offer. And I'm like, are, are you like, are you blind or just stupid? I'm not sure which. The Dolphins gave up a first round pick and a second round pick.
quick. So that's already one first rounder is better than a second rounder, right? Okay, they didn't give up a third rounder, but they gave up a fourth rounder. No, no big deal. And they gave up two picks the next year. How is the how is the Jets two second round picks comparable to the Dolphins offer? The Dolphins offer blows away the Jets offer. What are you talking about? This guy must be a Jets fan. He must be, or he's just dumb. Man, I, I just hate bad journaling. You want to scream out at the website and say, well, how could you sit there and tell me that two second-round picks and a third-round pick is as good as what the Dolphins offered? I don't think the Dolphins gave up that much, but I'll tell you what, there's no way in the world I'd ever settle for two second-rounders and a third-rounder when I could have a first-rounder, a second-rounder, a fourth-rounder, a fourth-rounder, and a sixth-rounder. I mean, uh, that said. Let me just say before we hit the calls, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. You know, time to utter those five dastardly words that we all have to say. May take a day, may take a week, may take a month, may take a year, may take a decade in some cases, literally, Philip Rivers. But you have to say, Wetzel was right again. Damn. You cannot pay these quarterbacks the kind of money that they're paying these quarterbacks and still have a good football team. Can't do it. Can't do it. Salary cap went up. I get that. There's ways to finagle the salary cap. I get that as well. But eventually, you have to pay the piper. And the piper is, one, the salary cap, and two, your other players. And when you give Pat Mahomes $40, $45, $50 million, whatever he's making, and the cap is only $200 million, $208, you know, you could have that all written off as a signing bonus and everything else and incentives you know, to help yourselves for a year or two years, but eventually, whether that's a signing bonus or an incentive, it has to go on the cap. Eventually, it does. And eventually, catches up with people when you try and sign other star players. And I don't know why Kansas City, you know, if you're a Chefs fan and they're back to being the Chefs, you could say, nice job over the last couple of years. We got a bunch of guys, and you know what? We made a couple of runs. We won at one time. We finagled the cap as much as we could, and now they're paying the piper. But ultimately, if, if you're a Kansas City guy, he made $15 million cap-wise last year. He's going to make $21 million this year. And, you know, you can't extend him because he, he wants $30 million. So that's not going to happen. But you could have played hardball. You know, in such a cold-hearted, you know, hardball league, I'm amazed where these teams don't play hardball. Like, they had him under contract for one more year. Albeit at $21 million, like I said, versus the $15 million. But you could have said, you know, listen, you want to leave after next year? Go ahead, but we're going to try this one more time. Why not? And then they could have even played hardball after that and, and put the franchise tag on him at a halfway decent price. So, I mean, they could have kept this guy for one more year, certainly, and maybe even two more years. But instead, they waved the white flag and they say, see you later. And they trade him for a bunch of worthless draft choices. Man, why? Because you paid Pat Mahomes $45 million a year. You pay Mahomes a nice salary, like $25 million, and you have an extra $20 million to spread around to all the other players? Great. Telling you, Kansas City's not making the playoffs this year. Kansas City's going to finish in last place in the AFC. All these mopes that say that Kansas City's going to still win the division. Are you kidding me? Travis Kelsey's going to be 33. Uh, Mahomes has no one else to throw to. All these secondary wide receivers, you know, they're they're okay, but they're not good. Uh, if they were good, they would have been good already. They weren't sitting there on the bench waiting to be good. Believe you me. They would have taken advantage of them if they were really good. So the defense sucks. We all know that anyway. What, what, what do you got? You got Mahomes. You know what? As a Dolphin fan, I'll tell you that sounds good, but 
Go look up, uh, go Google Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins, and, and uh, you'll see how far you go with, just, uh, with a great quarterback, but not a lot of help. Kansas City will finish in last place in the AFC West. They won't make the division. Or they won't make the playoffs. 844-843-6879. All right, so we got a bunch of college basketball trends I want to get to as well. First up, though, some calls. Charles in West Virginia checks in. What's on? What's going on, Charles? How are you, bud? Hey, good afternoon, Wesley. I, I'll make three quick points to you. Um, I forgot all about your Dolphins with all those weapons they, they picked up. I forgot all about they picked up Raheem Moister. I forgot when they picked him up. But they picked yeah. up. That's, I don't know who you're going to cover when that, in that Dolphins offense. You guys got a good defense already. That's pretty good. And with this vaccine uh, lifting of the mandate, your, uh, your mayor there, uh, is, is that going to cause uh, heat with Kyrie Irving? Because, you know, there's no reason why he lifted it just because the baseball players couldn't play. So what is this? It's like we didn't care about Kyrie, so we're just going to do it for baseball. <laughs> is, it, is that going to make Kyrie mad? You know what I mean? And then my third yeah. thing, do you think the commanders, you know, my Washington commanders, do you think they went after Carson Wentz too fast? They should have waited. They probably could have put a little money and got um got Garoppolo or even uh, or even uh, Baker. Uh, Baker, uh, Baker Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so I'd rather have those two than have uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's a, that's a good question, Charles. Um, you know, as far as the Dolphins first up, yeah, they, they should be loaded. No, no, and I appreciate the phone call, but no reason whatsoever for them not to win now with Tua, right? We, we know that. Kyrie, here's the guy that's going to be pissed off. It's going to be the guy who's got who lost his job. Uh, the, the regular civil service worker who was told, listen, if you don't get vaccinated, you're not going to work. And, and he, you know, sit fast, said, okay, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And now all of a sudden the players are going to be able to play. Meanwhile, the workers still can't work. It's only the players. They're not lifting up the whole freaking thing. So as much as people were on Kyrie's side to a certain extent, um, I could see the fans here in New York turning on these players. Say, well, what, what the fudge? What, what do you mean? I lose my job. I lose my paycheck. I'm sitting here on the unemployment line and these guys get to play. And I don't. They're, they're, they're better than me. I could definitely see that happening here in New York. I tell you, this mayor's lost. He, he, listen, he's stuck. He, he has this idiotic rule about not being able to you can go to games. Visiting players can play, but home players can't play. I mean, he is as clueless as clueless can be. Uh, and then as far as the commanders... That's an interesting one. You know, I you know if, if you really like Carson Wentz, then then you got a good deal. But if you thought, okay, gee, we could have had Baker Mayfield, not too late to, to bail from Baker now. You still can. I, that's a good question. Which one is worth more? You know, yeah. and then you got to take uh, salary considerations into effect. Wentz is under contract for a couple more years. Baker only one. So interesting. Uh, Dom and East Rochester. What's going on, Dom? How are you this morning? Good morning, Scotty. I'm good. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Yep. Listen, uh, I called about football, but the move for the players now, like Judge, is to get vaccinated because this way they can indicate that what they were trying to do was to get the mandate changed. Because the thing was this, if Nancy the nurse tried to make the same play, nobody would have cared. But now that it was the baseball players, you know, they have a voice. Of course, they're not going to do the right thing, but I'm saying that's the play that they need to make right now. Uh, Never happened, of course. You know, Scotty, every time you say those five dastardly words, I really wonder if what (laughs) you mean is four words, which is Dom was right again. 
Because <laughs> why so? On this football, <laughs> on this football thing, you know, I I agreed with you, or I actually the one that brought it up to you that you can't pay Rogers fifty million dollars with a cap and then expect to have a team. But something you touched on on uh, on your podcast, I believe, is, is this, Scotty. You know, you take this kid that uh, you just got, well, this quarterback I just got, and this kid that you just got uh, from uh, Kansas City, and admittedly, they're mental midgets, right? Yeah. You can't, you know, you know we got, we're out of time here, Dom, but I, I agree. You can't pay him. It just takes up too much of the salary cap space. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. We're 52 up now, 72 down, uh, minus uh, 1,400 bucks if you're a $100 player. We'll make it up. I believe you may. Uh, here we go. We got a seven-pack of games. We're going to start in the NBA tonight. Milwaukee laying 13 now versus Washington. Uh, the Bucks are a hot dog in heat on a roll. They won nine of their last 11. They had a day off before this game as well. We know the Wizards suck on the court. Uh, they also suck with the boys in Vegas. 28-41-2 against the spread. That is the worst against the spread record in the NBA. They can't make this line high enough. Love Milwaukee here to roll Washington. Uh, Give me the Wizards uh, plus the 13. Pick number two, Denver laying four versus Phoenix. Going to play a hunch here and uh, I know the Suns need one more win to clinch and maybe we should start playing it after that, but uh, they played last night in Minnesota. Tough game. Now they got to fly to Denver. Uh, Nuggets uh, are, are trying to fight for that number six spot. The hunch is I'm going to go against the Suns from here on out because they literally, with ten games left, uh, have nothing to play for. You know, they, for all intents and purposes, they literally could lose all ten games and they still uh, could clinch the uh, Western Conference and the number one seed overall. Their magic number for that is one. So, uh, you know, I expect a lot less minutes from their star players and everything else, especially since they're dealing with a lot of injuries. I love Denver at home, laying only four. Uh, Give me Phoenix plus the four. Pick number three, New Orleans plus two now versus Chicago. Well, we know the Bulls are lousy against good teams, and we certainly wouldn't put the Pelicans into that category. But uh, we also uh, need to know that the Bulls have lost nine of the last 12 overall. Seven of those nine losses have come by nine points or more. They're getting crushed. They're playing like garbage at the worst time. Pelicans, meanwhile, are trying to get into the postseason. They're in the number 10 spot. They're trying to hold off San Antonio and Portland in the West. They need every win possible little uh, jolt, a little uplift as uh, there's some talk about maybe Zion Williamson getting his fat uh, body in shape to play. Uh, Love the Pelicans at home getting two. Uh, Give me Chicago minus the two. 
Uh, pick number four. On the ice we go. Florida laid a goal and a half at Montreal. You know, Canadians had a nice little run after they fired their head coach, but then the trade deadline came. Reality set in. They weren't making a playoff. They traded every useful body possible, and now they're back to being, well, the, the Canadians. Panthers, meanwhile, have won seven of nine. They're fighting for playoff positioning. I think they go into Montreal and crush the Canadians. Yeah, give me Montreal plus the one and a half. Uh, pick number five, uh, Carolina laid a goal and a half at Dallas. Uh, actually, at home against the Dallas. Uh, Hurricane snapped their four-game losing streak. They seemingly are back on track, and that means another home win. 27-8 and eight at home, one of the best home records in the NHL. Dallas only 14-18 and 18 on the road. 11 of those losses have come by two goals or more as well. Love Carolina here laying just a goal and a half. Uh, give me Dallas plus the goal and a half. Pick number six, Nashville. Pick them at Las Vegas. Perfect spot for the Preds. Boy, I love this game. Uh, they're coming off an embarrassing 6-1 loss at L.A. while the Golden Knights are cooked. Predators had been playing good hockey before that bad game against the Kings. 7-2 their last nine, so it was just a blip. They're going to want to respond. Meanwhile, Vegas, they've lost nine of their last 11. They're falling out of a playoff spot. They're not any good. Still dealing with injuries and everything else. Man, I love Nashville here at Pick them. Yeah, give me Vegas and pick them. Uh, pick number seven, college basketball. Villanova laying five versus Michigan. Yeah, Cinderella run comes to an end for the Wolverines and uh, Mother Teresa there and uh, Juwan Howard. Uh, Nova head coach, get a little of these numbers. Jay Wright, 32 and 13 straight up, 27 and 18 against the spread for all his NCAA tournament games. 12 and 1 straight up, 11 and 2 against the spread in the Sweet 16 round. They're 18 and 3 straight up, 17 and 4 against the spread. Uh, his last uh, four or five NCAA tournaments. I mean, this guy, Jay Wright, a uh, buddy of mine from Hofstra Days, he owned the NCAA tournament. Hey, man, I love Villanova laying only five against Michigan. Eh, give me Michigan plus the five. Uh, opposite picks uh, for Thursday today. Uh, Washington plus 13 against the Bucks. Suns plus four against the Nuggets. Bulls minus two against New Orleans. Uh, Canadians plus a goal and a half at Florida. Dallas a goal and a half uh, against Carolina. Vegas pick them against Nashville. And then college hoops, Michigan plus five against Villanova. Opposite picks for Thursday today, the 24th. And as always, I'll post those uh, and everything else that we do here on the morning show on the website, OppositePicks.com. Uh, I got some great college basketball trends I'll get to here in a second in our picks, our pyramid plays and everything else. First up, uh, a couple of more phone calls. Our good buddy TK down in Florida chimes in. What's up, TK? How are you today? Howdy. How are you, brother, on this Dolphins Thursday? How are you? Yes. <laughs> good, good. If I could have played the Dolphin fight song like we did in the podcast, I would have, but uh, I couldn't, so... As deservingly so. Scotty, I don't know if I'm more surprised that our Dolphins were able to pull this off or that these NFL insiders had this thing rumored and then closed within one hour. Like, where the hell were these insiders weeks ago when these negotiations <laughs> apparently were going on? Yeah, I know. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. You know, the, the, the Adam Schefters of the world will poke fun at him and all the others, not not just him. No, not a clue, right? Not not a clue that Nothing. this stuff was all going on. Yeah, players had to know. Agents had to know. GMs had to know. Front office people had to know. So they're all their great little contacts. It's the agents. If the agents don't feed them money, uh, TK, then they don't get the information. It's yep. as simple as that. 100% correct. Scotty, I love the deal. 
Scotty, here's yeah. why. We have proven, we have proven in the last two decades that draft picks don't matter. Outside of landing the number one overall pick, what the hell would the 29th pick, the 50th pick, the 100th pick, what the heck kind of contribution would they have had in this season coming up? Nothing compared to what Tyreek Hill can be on the field. And do I dare say Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell? I mean, this is Duper Clayton point. 2.0. Yeah. I mean, th- we haven't had anything like this since those days, man. Uh, th- this could be now it all has a contingency. Can Tua throw the damn ball 10 to 15 yards downfield accurately? Because this guy in open space can take a 15 yard slant route, post route to the house. So, and don't think Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, Scotty, don't think Teddy Bridgewater isn't salivating to get into this game, get in the game with these kinds of weapons. Yeah, uh, yeah. I almost forgot that they had signed him, TK. That uh, and good job. Appreciate the phone call, bud. That you know, if things don't work out, you know, he uh, he he's got you know Ryan Fitzpatrick getting all over him. It's amazing, you know. In, in some ways, you feel bad for uh, Tua because uh, since he's been there, uh, whether it was Fitzpatrick uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Brissett last year, but there's always been like a real halfway decent quarterback just kind of waiting in the wings because the Dolphins are kind of like they're not one of those teams that just wants to rebuild. They can't really do that with their fan base they, they gotta be in the uh, even if it's a false mode but a win now mode all the time so now he's got another serviceable backup waiting but you know what if if a, a challenge to you is going to scare you off then you're just not an NFL quarterback yeah listen that Dolphin offense I mentioned on the podcast it, it resembles the Kansas City offense obviously you got Tyreek Hill so that's one you got Waddle on one side uh, Hardeman a little bit on the other side and then you got uh, you know Gasicki the tight end is he as good as Travis Kelsey no but he's a pretty He's a darn good, if you watch the Dolphin games, he's a good tight end. He really is. So they had the offensive pieces, and they got, you know, they picked up a couple of running backs as well. Um, boy, it, it's all there. And, and you got Boy Wonder, you know, uh, Mike McDaniels, the, the head coach who uh, weighs 50 pounds soaking wet. Uh, let's see, you know, if he can, uh, two guys, really, there are two guys on this Dolphin team that need to live up to the hype Tua and then the head coach. And if they can't, then it's been a bit of a disaster. But you have to strike while the iron is hot. And in the NFL, that means when your rookie quarterback is making no money. Because whether I think it's right, wrong, or indifferent, these teams will continue to give these quarterbacks $40-plus million and use up all their salary cap space. I'm really surprised there's not a fight back from the Players Association. You know, because there's only 32 starting quarterbacks. Um, I'm really surprised there's not some – like they fought back when Sam Bradford got drafted. Uh, the, the veterans said, listen, th- this is nuts. I've been in the league five, six years. I'm getting my brains beaten in, and now a rookie who hasn't stepped in at all, hasn't played a down, is getting $50 million. They actually went to the owners and said, no, 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 we, we, we can't have that. Let's change the rules. I'm, I'm surprised they don't do the same thing with this. Wait a minute. I, I'm getting my brains beat in on the offense, defensive line, have been for how many years, and uh, I, I can't make more than a couple million dollars, and this guy's going to make $50 million? What are you freaking kidding me? No, let's put a cap on how much a quarterback can make. I wouldn't, you know, they're locked in. Their contract is good for the next, like, six years or so, seven years. But, I, I you know, it's got to cause a rift. It has to in that locker room. You think those uh, other 50 Kansas City Chef players are happy today with Mahomes? Hey, Pat, you know what? You, you just cost us our best player because we can't afford to pay him because of your salary. That has to cause issues. It just has to. Uh, 844-843-6879. All right, here we go. 
Actually hit uh, a couple of our uh, open uh, parlays. Uh, thank you, Miami Heat. Uh, that cost us uh, our main one. That's a loser. We did hit with over one and a half goals, Vancouver, Colorado. So uh, you had to lay two to one. So we won 25 bucks. This is a half a unit. So we use $100 as a full unit. So we're at 25. So now we got to pick another one. We'll get to that in a second. We hit uh, with the, the Detroit Pistons, plus 180. Now that line did come way down, but I can only tell you what the lines are when we do the show and we did the show yesterday it was plus 180 so if you do it right away when i tell you to do it uh you won 90 bucks so now we got 140 bucks to play with there so we need to find some other winners we'll do that in the when we come back from the break our pyramid plays yeah we hit our play of the day and that was Kyrie. boy now i did not know it was his birthday but so uh, we ended up benefiting from that but we still loved him. He was our best play of the day yesterday. He was only set at that point to be able to play in, in three more games because of the COVID restrictions here in New York, which obviously have since been uh, lifted, or at least a port apparently will be lifted. Um, so he can't end up playing more. But I thought, okay, if he's only going to play in three more games, big game, Memphis, nationally televised game, there's no way in the world he wasn't getting 27. He ended up with 43. So that was an easy, easy, easy winner. So we hit with that. Uh, but we missed out on a couple of others. We missed out on the Nets. We missed out on the Penguins. I knew that Buffalo State, that was a stupid pick. And that, that was dumb. Uh, and Evan Rodriguez, our shots on goal guy, he screwed us over. Only went a rare, rare, rare one in four shots on goal. So our shots on goal for the season, still 13 games over 500. Play of the day, four over. Uh, our college basketball play, two under. NHL props, still five over. NHL, uh, even. NBA even and NBA props at seven and nine. So here's where we're going to go. Best play on the board. We're going to play a hunch in the NBA. I'm going to grab Indiana. I can't believe it. Plus 12 and a half at Memphis. Why? Because the Memphis Brooklyn game last night was like a Super Bowl game. It really was. The four letter network was there. Showtime was there. The whole kit and caboodle. Didn't have Job Morant. They stay won. They, they treated it like it was game seven of the NBA Finals. Major, major letdown tonight against Indiana. Pacers maybe don't win, but they get the cover. Over. 32 and a half points Memphis first quarter. A listener on the podcast told me this. Got to join the podcast. We took a lot of gambling. He told me that Memphis over first quarters are like 40 and one. Something goofy like that. So, okay. Give me Memphis over 32 and a half points first quarter. Under six Vancouver, Minnesota. Uh, over two and a half shots on goal uh, from St. Louis. But Villanova laying five. College basketball best play. And if you're only going to play one, I do like that under six Vancouver, Minnesota. Opposite picks will give you out our open parlay picks next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Opposite picks on this uh, Thursday. Closing up shop here with our open parlays. All right, let's start with the, the winners. We're going to carry money over. All right, we won 25 bucks on our third period open parlay, half a unit. So we're going to take that 25 plus the 50, the half a unit that we're willing to risk. So we got 75 bucks. We're going to go over one and a half goals third period. Got a number of games, you know. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Florida and Montreal. Um, why not? Uh, why? Eh, it's just there. We're, 
and should be able to get a couple of goals third period out of those two teams. So uh, we got 75 bucks. It, it's probably going to be around minus 175 or so. Those lines don't come out until a little bit later on. So uh, 75 bucks. We're going to do this six times now. Take our profits and, and roll them over. Our underdog parlay. And again, we hit on uh, Detroit last night. So we got 90 bucks that we won plus the four, 50 that we're risking. So we got 100 and, uh, 140 bucks. Where are we going to go with our underdog team to win outright? Hmm. You know, I like NHL dogs. I do because those teams tend to win a little bit more. Could Montreal win? Should the Islanders be a 2-1 to favorite over Detroit? Philadelphia, St. Louis, no. How about uh, can Vancouver win back-to-back -back games? You know what? They might be able to. Uh, they just got a nice win last night at Colorado. You know what? Uh, I'll take the Canucks. Eh, why not? Canucks plus 180. So that would be our $80, $90, 140 140 at plus 180 on Vancouver. So if we hit this, uh, cha-ching, cha-ching, I will tell you that we will uh, win. We got 140 Thank you very much, FanDuel. We will win $252. Now we're rolling. Now we're rolling, boys. Uh, all right. And then our main one, which we lost with with Miami, we're going to start a new one. And we're going to go. Uh, I, I do like that under in that Vancouver game. I, that's got 2-1 written all over it. So why not? You know what? What the fudge? Under six, Vancouver, Minnesota. We'll start a new one with our open parlay number uh, number nine after we lost last night in the uh, NBA. So there you go. I'll post all this stuff on the website, oppositepicks.com. Enjoy your Thursday. Pro football, full circle. Joe Lisi, George Kurtz. Coming up next right here on Sports Grid Radio.